ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local women, local now. Member FDIC. It is Wednesday, March 31st. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Hard Seltzer. It is made pure. Coming up today on the program, we get a chance to talk to the baseball coach of Marshall University, Jeff Wagner. He joins us here in the next few minutes. Looking forward to catching up with him. Also, we're going to talk with Jody Demling. He is a Louisville sports writer. He's also the publisher of CardinalAuthority.com. The reason Jody is coming on the program today is because we got the news. Jared made the announcement, and then everyone else has followed, that he is going to be Jared West, former Marshall player, now a grad transfer. He is going to play for Louisville. So he commits to Louisville, and he said that Chris Mack, the head coach, Played a major role in that. We're going to talk to Jody later on in the program, get his thoughts on what this means for Louisville and maybe that relationship that Jared has started to form. I think it's a good pick. I like it better than Pittsburgh. And don't get me wrong, Pittsburgh would have been great for him, but I like it better. Also, Ohio State, as much as I think Ohio State's going to do great things in the Big Ten, I just think. If you're with Louisville, that's a basketball school more so than Ohio State. Ohio State's had some great success, but Louisville's a basketball school. You're in the bluegrass state. Kentucky and Louisville, they're basketball schools, and they have a nice rivalry. You get to be in that game, by the way. Kentucky, Louisville, you get to play. That's a huge game to be in, and you get to go up against some of the best talent in the country when you play for Louisville, and if you play Kentucky, you're going to go up against some of the best talent in the country. It's a win for me as far as where he's going to go, and hopefully he can add to Louisville and be a part of something there for him. And I wish him all the best, and we're going to talk to Jody a little bit later on the program. We've got volleyball to get into. Some of the awards come out today, specialty awards, and some good news for herd players are recognized, and we'll give you the awards. I'll just say this right now. Sierra DeBell's not the player of the year. She should have been in my mind. I wasn't voting. But she's a first-teamer. We'll talk about all of the awards coming up later on, and we're going to hear from the baseball coach, Jeff Wagner, at about 5.15. So that's what the show looks like today. Football had a chance earlier this afternoon to be on a conference call with the head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd, Charles Huff. And coach now is uh, six practices in the spring ball. And he did speak to us today about how things are going so far. One of the big question marks heading into spring practice was, how does quarterback Grant Wells look? And Coach Huff says, like the rest of the team, Wells is making progress, but isn't quite where the team needs him to be. You know, obviously Grant is doing some good things. Uh, Grant, is he looks like he's a lot more mature. Um, obviously, I have not seen him in the past, but he, he's making some really good decisions. Um, the same thing goes, you know, one play, he looks like Joe Montana. Um, the next play, he looks like a sophomore in college. Um, so from a consistency standpoint, we got to get him started first because obviously the game on offense starts with the quarterback. Um, he is making progress. Um, I think being in this system another year is helping him. 
Um, but we got we got to help him. We got to help him play more consistent and eliminate the flash and have more of a consistent light is that we're trying to get across. Now with a new coach comes a new scheme for the Thundering Herd, and Coach Huff today confirmed that Marshall is looking to push the ball down the field and attack on offense. The team is trying to install this new play style in the early parts of spring practice. The beauty of the system um, is, yes, we are going to up the tempo. We're going to try to play a lot faster. We are going to push the ball down the field. But when you do that, it really opens up the running game. You know what I mean? So now – Teams are not in the best position to play both. If we can't push the ball down the field because they're playing a defense that doesn't allow us to do that, then that means they're not playing us to run the ball. Defensively, the Thundering Herd is going to have a similar approach. Wants to be aggressive, and to do that, Marshall plans on bringing a lot of blitzes to control the tempo on both sides of the ball. We're going to win or lose the game pressuring. Because for me and my philosophy on offense, the thing you hate the most is having to redirect the mic, slide the line, make sure you're covered on the blitzes, make sure you're protected. It limits what you can do. It limits how fast you play. um, And it creates an exciting brand of football for the defensive players. Um, And it allows it allows our guys to dictate the tempo on defense. Uh, usually most offenses dictate the tempo, you know, you blitz in certain situations. Uh, we want to kind of take a little bit of that control back. When you blitz, the ball comes out a little quicker, you know, so now our corners can play a little bit more stouter on the edge. Um, you know, now we got an opportunity not to get the ball so far down the field because we're putting a little pressure it comes out quicker. We can rally to the tackle. So I think it creates a little bit of an advantage for the defense. If you can do it and execute, you blitz the wrong gap. You just help the offense. You don't blitz when you're supposed to blitz. You just help the offense. You don't rotate to the right side. You just help the offense. So again, the execution and consistency of it will allow us to do more or allow us to kind of, you know, kind of flirt with it a little bit. Now, Coach Huff says that despite all the changes, the team seems to be buying in and that the players are getting better each day guys have done everything we've asked them to do they don't know how to do it yet but they are doing what we're asking them to do um they're still learning when the horn blows where to go um so that's part of it um it's hard to tell if a player is willing if he doesn't know um because obviously when we all start thinking we slow down so what we're trying to do is stay as consistent as possible in our approach practice schedule times of practice how many reps as, as consistent as we can. So they get a little bit of a routine. Um, we are, we are a talented football team. Um, but, but again, I don't want to, I don't want to paint a dark picture. Talent doesn't win football games. You know, talent wins the, the NFL combine. You go, you run a good 40, everybody claps. Um, execution and consistency and performance wins football games. That's Coach Huff from earlier this afternoon. We'll have more from Coach's conversation with the media later this week. When we continue, we're going to hear from the head baseball coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd, Jeff Wagner, on his team's progress so far in Conference USA. We'll talk to him when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. 
still to come, we're going to talk to one of the publishers of CardinalAuthority.com, Jody Demling. Jared West making his commitment to Louisville today. That's still to come on the program and your phone calls at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. want to turn our attention now to Thundering Herd Baseball, and it's been a while, and we're going to fix that right now. He hasn't been on the program since last year. The head coach of the Marshall baseball team, Jeff Wagner, joins us. And, Coach, it's good to talk to you again. Um, I didn't know if we'd ever get games going on again, and thankfully uh, we've been pretty successful so far with them. Hey, Paul, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm gl- it's been a long time. It's been forever since I've been on the radio with you. Yeah. And the, thank God we got sports. Yes, uh, right. I mean, we got basketball. We had a great football season, and – and the chance to even get a chance to play baseball right now is, is amazing after the long year it was last year. How challenging has that been for you? I, I've talked to everyone about what their individual challenges have been as coaches and then sure. uh, just putting uh, putting things together. Uh, what's been the uh, the challenges for you trying to navigate all this? Well, Paul, we um, our season got canceled last year on our way to Rice. We, got, um, we were getting ready to board the plane, and – we found out that the, the basketball tournament was canceled and I knew we were next. And, and, you know, we were able, from then on, we weren't able to work with players. You can't, um, you can't recruit. Um, you know, you're not, you're not doing anything to better the program. And it's, it's very frustrating. It was very frustrating and we're still not allowed to recruit till May 31st and that could get pushed back too. Um, but we're allowed to play games now. We're working with the players, you know, we're dealing with COVID uh, like every team is. Um, but still there's that opportunity that we didn't have last year. and um, It just feels good to get back into it. Now that you're actually getting back into it, you know how do you feel so far about the team? Let's not look at the record. Let's just look at how you feel sure. about the team. Um, where are you at right now as far as getting this team back to where you think they should be? Well, it starts with um, we, we have 40 games this year. Um, our opponents have 56, so we're 16 games behind them. And not being able to play the first couple weekends was hard. It was a challenge to to watch other teams in the country play and and your your conference play and you're not playing and you know they're getting all those games in the head and we're trying to you know run practices game like as possible. But as you know, you you can do whatever you you can try to make your practices game like as possible. But until you get across that line and play a game, it's it's not the same, you know. And then. And we start the season, and we um, we didn't we haven't been playing as well as we need to, and we've got a lot of talent. Um, I guess I'll take the blame for that. Um, we're not running the, the pressure offense that we normally play. Um, our defense has been good, our pitching's been good at times, um, but we haven't put it together. We're pitching, and, and offense has been working together, and uh, we just got off a tough road uh, road series with Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic's really good. Um, we've lost some guys to COVID. Uh, like most teams do. I mean, it's it's that roller coaster ride, and, and hopefully we get them all back. We're supposed to get them back after Old Dominion series, um, and I think we've got four pitchers out. Our starting one of our starting catchers, an outfielder, um, you know. But at the same time, we've had other guys step up. Uh, Kyle Schaefer stepped up behind the plate. He's played really well. Other pitchers have stepped up. You know, that's what it is. I guess the the positive you look at is some guys might not be getting the same amount of time but you're finding out what they can do. And I think that's going to help the program in the long run. 
You come off that FAU series and you mentioned Old Dominion. You know, what do you need to do between now and when you play Old Dominion to to maybe uh, advance or to get a little bit better from that FAU series? I think, um, you know, we, we had a big win against West Virginia, and that was a good momentum. Um, and we went in, and we had a couple of chances against Florida Atlantic. We, we uh, were up 6 nothing in the last inning in the third game at Florida Atlantic, and we just didn't get it done. We made some mistakes that normally we wouldn't. Um, we got to eliminate the, the mistakes of, of freebies, you know, hit batters, walks, um, errors, you know, just things that we're beating ourselves. And that, the message to the team's been, we got to stop worrying about our opponent. Um, our opponents are not beating us. We're beating our own self. And, and if we do that, we're going to be a good team, you know, and, and we get everybody back from COVID, um, you know, and, and, and make a run late. And, and this is going to be a good team. We got a really a good pitching staff. Our defense can be really good, and we got athleticism on the offense. So it's really just about putting it all together and and do and worrying about us and, and doing the things that we need to do and, and and making sure that we're not beating ourselves on the field. With everyone coming back for the most part, and the way that the NCAA has handled this. You've got an opportunity here to to really build a, a strong, cohesive unit. With sure. the inability to recruit right now, how important is that for you? Just to have a core group of guys that you can you you can hang on to for the most part and try to build something with, since they're getting an extra year. That's a great point. I think it's really important. You know that guys get an extra year, the seniors get an extra year, and then everybody else came back a year, and then everybody else gets another year. It's it's really valuable, especially for guys that don't get as much playing time, you know, with some older guys ahead of them. Um, you know, just learning the game, um, learning how to make adjustments. And then obviously the bigger, stronger, faster, um, another year in the weight room and, um, and learning the system and learning the conference. It's a really good baseball conference. And, and these guys, you know, you're, the better teams I've had were veterans that have played in the conference. They know how good it is, you know, and how to win in this conference. And, just one of the things we're not doing right now. We don't know how to win and we're beating ourselves. So I think it's very valuable to have, be able to have a group together for, you know, two or three, four years um, that could do something special here soon or in the next couple of years. Yeah. And the, uh, the plus side of that as well is, um, you know, I was hoping that here soon we'd be talking about some beautiful construction going on for the, for a new yeah. ballpark for you. And with this pandemic, everything's been pushed back and, it's still coming. It's just we don't know when yet. With this group of guys, though, you might have uh, – they might get to open that place here in, in, a, in a few seasons if everything plays out well. And we've already seen what an atmosphere looks like when you've got fans showing up, cheering for the herd. Look at the WVU game as an example. You know, multiply that atmosphere for a conference game here in Huntington uh, on a on a Friday night or a Saturday afternoon, you know, in your own home ballpark. And that's something I'm sure these kids are still excited for. Hopefully, they get to get to that point. Yeah, you know, Paul, I drive by the sign every day, so there's nobody. Uh, I've been in the um, here for 15 years, and there's nobody that wants it more than I do. Um, and I know the players, the recruits that you're bringing in are constantly talking about it. And, and, um, and I know our administration, Mike Hamrick and our president, um, and our mayor want it. Um, you know, we did the, 
the groundbreaking ceremony. Shoot, it's probably what been about almost a year and a half now since we've had the groundbreaking ceremony, and um, and with the with the things that have gone on in the world, um, you know, it has been pushed back. But I know that we will be getting moving forward on it soon. Um, it only makes it more special. And and, and you're right that the city of Huntington and uh, Marshall fans can can see how good this conference is. I don't think people realize how good this conference is and, and be able to see those teams come in and how many draft picks are on each team and guys are playing the big leagues from this from this conference. Um, they'll get an opportunity to see that. And, um, you know, what a special time that will, it'll be, it'll be great to start a, like you said, a Friday or Saturday, uh, to come out to a ball game and, and, and watch, um, exciting baseball. Now you've got the heart of the conference schedule going now, as we mentioned, old dominion, you've got them at home and then on the road at Western Kentucky. So it kind of feels like you're back into a rhythm. Now you mentioned sure. you know, you're behind on games compared to other teams, but you're still in a rhythm and, and you still got that road trip to the WVU for the, the home and home series with them. But other than that, do you feel like you're now in a good place where you can start to build a rhythm with this team? The schedule doesn't look like it's going to change. You don't have to worry about scheduling last minute games or will somebody be able to play uh, unless uh, a conference opponent um, tests positive you pretty much maybe feel like it's normal now. Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, you always have that opportunity. Uh, the, the, the COVID could hit a team. And um, and I told our team that, you know, there was going to be some adversity. We're going to start later than everybody else. Um, you know, you could lose a series. We lost Ohio University earlier this year and, and had to find a school quick. We found Mercer and went down to play them. So, you know, we've been on the road for three weeks. And, and I think it's going to be – going to be uh, really nice to come home and play four games and um, and then be able to go back on the road and play Western and then come back and, you know, and that's when – and get these guys back from COVID. And I, and I feel like the team was, is going to really start clicking and, and playing well. And um, we got a, we got a special group of guys, guys that work their tail off um, and they want to be great. So um, that's the first sign of I know, you know, we're going to, we're going to get there. And, um, and we've seen them play well. You know, it just hasn't been consistent. And um, and I'm looking forward to to seeing these guys play on a consistent basis coming up, you know, and 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 practicing less. To be honest with you, uh, we need to play games. Marshall University baseball coach Jeff Wagner joins us on the program. Coach, for I let you go. I was kind of curious, uh, you know, looking at what the games you've got so far under your belt and your squad. Who's standing out to you right now? And uh, you know, where are you? Uh, where are you the happiest as far as what your guys are doing? I think I'd start with the overall. I think our defense has been pretty solid for the most part all year. Um, even when guys were out for COVID, other guys stepped in and played good defense. Um, our pitching, for the most part, has been consistent. Um, I was really happy with our starting pitching this weekend. Um, you know, and, they, and they haven't, some of those guys haven't been in that role of starters, but they stepped up and they pitched well as starters. Um, the guys that I feel like have really – played well so far the first one offensively would be Luke Edwards um you know Luke is a uh, COVID freshman um he's and he's played really well he's swung really well and it's and other guys have have started getting hot of that's been better offensive players over the years but Luke's been probably most consistent right now um Chad Heiner Chad Heiner threw really well against Florida Atlantic um Cabell Midland uh high school you know, and, and um, it's good to see that the local guys stepping in and playing really well. And he's pitched really well so far. And uh, DeAndre Knight 
coming out of the bullpen has pitched really well. Um, so it's just getting more of those guys ready. We had a couple injuries too that, that we've counted on the past that guys have pl- pitched well and they're going to start coming back. So I feel like this team can do some damage coming up um, towards middle to end of the conference play. Good luck with the series against Old Dominion. We'll get you back in here soon. Um, now that we actually have sure. games again, we can bring you back yeah, in more often. That. Yeah, talk baseball. It's uh, We've got an opening day coming up in Major League Baseball, and um, it just feels good to get back on a, on a diamond. You're be able to contain yourself tomorrow. I mean, opening day. We got I, we got baseball. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't even, I was supposed to be watching film on Old Dominion, but I might be watching baseball instead. It's going to be too much for me. You can do both. You 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 can do both. <laughs> you can delegate some of that, right? I'm going to watch as much as Old Dominion as I can tonight, and then um, I got to ch- I, I got to check out the, uh, opening day in baseball. There's no way I can miss that. Are you going to just you going to channel surf, or are you going to focus in on a couple of teams? You know. I guess the order you get, you try to watch the players you either coached or um, you coached against, probably more than teams. Um, is to me it becomes it's more interesting to watch those guys and you know guys like Anthony Rendon that you remember coaching against. You know all stars in the big leagues. That um, it's just fun to watch those guys, and and I don't really get caught up in the teams as much anymore. Well, if you want to add to your uh, watching, we've got the Pirates 155 airtime tomorrow on the radio. So if you want to just throw that on the background as well, add to yeah, I don't know ed- if I can watch the Pirates now. I gotta, I'm a, I've always been a Tribe fan, so I don't know if I can break away and watch the Pirates. Okay. I mean, you don't have to watch them. Just keep them in the background. Maybe Listen, root against okay. them. There you go. I'll, I'll figure it out for you. We'll get you a schedule here. <laughs> we'll get you a schedule when you can listen in for your team. Coach, Good talking to you again. Uh, glad we got some games we can get you back on and talk to you about, and we'll do it again real soon. Yeah, thanks, Paul. It's been it's exciting to get back on the radio and, and talk about baseball. And can't, I look forward to talking to you soon and, and seeing this team, uh, you know, gaining some ground and, and playing with some confidence and, and getting back to who they should be. Enjoy tomorrow. I know it's going to be a big, fun day for you. Awesome. Thanks, Paul. Jeff Wagner, head coach of the Marshall baseball team. He's excited. He's like a kid in a candy store. When we continue, we're going to talk about Jared West. He makes the decision to commit to Louisville. And joining us on the program next to talk about it is Jody Dremling from CardinalAuthority.com when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to this Wednesday, March 31st edition of The Drive. Paul Swan, your host. Earlier this week when we spoke to Jared Wett, Jared West about his uh, transfer, he uh, was looking at Ohio State, Pittsburgh, and Louisville. Well, he makes the commitment today to Louisville, and it looks like Chris Mack, head coach of the Louisville Cardinals, played a major role, a major role in landing West. And joining us now on the program, uh, we've got from CardinalAuthority.com, Jody Dimling. And Jody, this is um, this is a kid that a lot of herd fans love, so we're uh, we're excited for him. Going to Louisville, he said he wanted to play with uh, tougher competition, get his name out there, and it seems like uh, Louisville's landed a pretty good kid. Well, first of all, yeah, I mean that that's the biggest thing to me is Louisville was looking for an experienced guard and somebody to help with you know some leadership maybe off the floor and that kind of thing. And from everybody that I've talked to, 
he sounds just like the perfect kid for that, you know, because he's played in so many games and he just seems like everybody really likes him. And, and again, that's before we even start talking about his talent on the floor. Um, I think it's a home run off the floor for Chris Mack and, and his staff. And on the floor, I, I think he's going to fit in perfect. I mean, the 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 stat numbers are, are ridiculous when you really look at his career and, and, and everything. Like, I mean, everything, are, they're so good. Um, and, and, and it's not like they weren't playing good competition because, you know, I mean, they, you, you see the competition. I mean, it is good competition that he was going up against. And uh, so that's what makes it – I think the total package really makes it uh, a, a big-time get for Louisville. There's a lot of guys in the portal – there's a lot of guys that Louisville has been in contact with, uh, but he was the main guy that they really wanted for the last couple of weeks. Do you see him as a more of a role player, a presence player, or do you see him starting on this uh, this lineup uh, once we get everything uh, situated and uh, we've got a new season to talk about? I'll answer that in June. No. <laughs> Carleen Jones is the wild card because it, it, it really, and he really is. And I think, and, and I think Jared knows that. I think the other guys that they're recruiting know that. And I think Carleen Jones knows that. Carleen Jones was the runner-up for ACC Player of the Year as a guard, uh, as as kind of the lead guard last year. He's not decided if he's coming back yet or not. He's got that extra year of eligibility. I think he will go through a bit of the NBA process and then make a decision. It, it, I. At this point, I'm not sure which way he's leaning one way or the other. David Johnson, the other guard that was on the team last year, has not announced anything yet, but I think he's leaning towards going to the NBA draft. So if they get one of those two guys back, I still think that, that Jared probably starts in the backcourt uh, next year for Louisville. Uh, but, but, again, it all depends on how everything else uh, plays out. But they're not – I mean, they're, they're bringing him in here – uh, to fill a major void and a major role for them, um, there's a chance by the end of June that that they still only have about four guards on this roster, uh, just because of guys leaving and some other guys, you know other things that have happened over the course of the last couple of years. So yeah, I, I I think he will start, but we'll know for we'll know more for sure when Carly Jones makes that decision. You know what the herd fans and the people who know Jared's reaction is to this. We love the kid. Uh, what has the fan base said so far, or as they get to know what they've got themselves into with him? Are they excited? Are they curious? What's the feel you're getting so far? I I think it was. It, it, it's kind of been like this with so so to go back. Uh, Louisville, Damian Lee, and Trey Lewis back in the Rick Pitino era, were really the first two kind of grad transfers or the transfers that we had. Louisville never had really kind of dipped their toe into that water. Since then, they've had a couple each year. Um, for the most part, they've all worked out and worked out really, really well, like Carly Jones, like Damian Lee, like Trey Lewis. Christian Cunningham uh, uh, is another one that comes to mind. Louisville's really only had one or two transfers in the last six or seven years that haven't worked out so I think the fan base has come to know okay we're not going to get our hopes way too high but we know that if they're bringing someone in here it's going to be somebody that's going to help the program and make the team better and I do think the I think the numbers 
I think the amount of games played and the numbers that he put up at Marshall, I think, are what really makes everybody, uh, you know, curious to be like, ah, is he going to be like Carly Jones was last year and go from being a guy who put up really good numbers and come into Louisville and then take that next step up and be one of the best players in the ACC? Uh, or, or is he going to be more of a role player? I, I think it's more towards the guy who's going to be, you know, sort of like Carleek was this year, uh, and, and, and knowing what they've got back and what they've got coming in, they're going to need him to do that. So I think that's why the fan base is excited. Cody Dimling joins us. He covers Louisville, been doing it for several years also, the publisher of CardinalAuthority.com. And with a kid like Jared, you know, he's got a, a basketball IQ that's uh, off the charts. He's a gym rat. Uh, he's the first one in practice, last one off the court. He's like a bulldog. He, he wants the best guy. He always wants the best guy. And uh, he is a, a type of kid that you, know, you look at him, you think, oh, okay, this kid's all right. You know, just he's not the tallest kid on, on the court, but he's definitely a, a bulldog uh, coming into this. And he has said that he wants to play potentially for a national championship. He wants to play the best competition possible. And he mentioned that the history of Louisville basketball really excited him. You know, is that a good sign for you that Louisville is almost back? It's got that, it's got that swagger back again. People are, are remembering that, hey, Louisville's a pretty big deal in the basketball world. Yeah, it really is. First of all, with, with what you just described, by the way, that's exactly what type of player Chris Mack likes to have. I mean, the, that kind of blue-collar guy, the guy that's going to get to the gym and do everything and get better each and every single day. So what you described, and that, that's why I always thought that, that the two would be a great marriage if, if, if they got together and Jared, you know, once he went to the transfer portal, if this thing worked out. But, yes, I, I think the fact of him mentioning that, you know, other guys that have been in the portal, uh, that are in the portal, guys that are – um, you know, younger classes. Look, there's it's no it's no secret. Louisville's been through a lot as a program in the last uh, you know eight to ten years, from winning a national championship to having that national championship taken away to still having a cloud over their head, which might we don't. I mean, nobody knows when the last part of the NCAA sanctions are going to happen. Will it be 2022? Will it be 2023? Will it be even later than that? Will it be any time at all? Um, nobody knows that. And so there's still a little bit of a cloud hanging over what Coach Mack and his staff are trying to do. Uh, and, and it really is when you hear a guy like Jared who has been through the wars and the battles and his experience, and, and he says that, and young kids are starting to, to kind of say that about Louisville's program again. It, it really does make you feel like, okay, there's light at the end of the tunnel. There's, uh, uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of dark days in the past with Louisville basketball and things that have happened off of the floor, uh, but it, it, it feels like it's coming to an end. Joining us on the program, and you're going to see more coverage of Jared West on CardinalAuthority.com. And we border Kentucky here uh, on the, you know, we're in a tri-state area, so uh, Jody, maybe an opportunity for you to introduce yourself to more fans who uh, follow the Wildcats or follow the Cardinals, want to kind of broaden their horizons. Uh, tell us a little bit about Cardinal Authority and what you do. 
Yeah, it's it's actually been fun. I actually worked uh, at the newspaper in Louisville and uh, did high schools and recruiting and all kinds of stuff for like 20 years. And uh, about well, it's almost it's getting close to 10 years. I guess like nine, eight and a half, nine years ago now, I uh, went and, and I worked for, for I'm the publisher of Cardinal Authority, and I cover it covers basketball, but like football and, and other sports and a lot, mainly recruiting for 24/7 sports and. You know, it's a lot of fun. Look, Louisville, like I, like I said with the basketball program, there's been a lot of lows in Louisville athletics in the last few years because of things that have happened off of the field. But it's a great program to cover and a great program to follow. And it's a very passionate fan base. And we've seen uh, – I know I think Jared I think Jared has kind of seen that since he made his announcement because there's a lot of Twitter activity and a lot of social media activity and, uh, uh, you know, a lot of positive response. But it's, it's – it's been a lot of fun, and it's it's fun to get to know. Um, you know, I've spent a lot of time all over the state, and uh, I've spent a lot of time, you know, in in the area, you know, near uh, the border there in the tri-state area. And it's it's fun to get to know someone and uh, uh, like Jared, and, and and I'm I'm excited to watch him play, and and like I am with everybody. And by the way, I I, I do a lot of recruiting, so I know he has a younger brother, and I I think I saw. Coach Max followed the younger brother on Twitter too, so I wouldn't be shocked if they might start reaching out to uh, to, to Mr. West again about another son. Not a bad idea. And here's what impressed me: for a minute, I was sitting there thinking, "Okay, Jared wants to play against tough, high-caliber competition. All right, he loves defense. His father played for West Virginia." Maybe he's going to finish his career in Morgantown, maybe play for Coach Huggins. But when he, he mentioned the list of who he's uh, narrowed it down to, I was surprised and also I kind of smiled because I thought, okay, Ohio State's really good right now. And Pitt would be good as well. I, I think that would be. But really, Louisville would be the probably best fit for him. And I'm just impressed that – he maybe just took my advice and did that, and at the same time, you know, maybe he didn't consider West Virginia. So that's really impressive for what Louisville was able to do. Yeah, no, and I think it was. And I look I, from what I understand, um, that went the like literally within the first hour he went in the portal. It was a guy that Chris Mack reached out to, and, and like I said, that that to me showed me that they it wasn't it wasn't an assistant, it wasn't anybody. I heard it was Coach Mack, you know, and. And to me, and I think that shows the kid and the family too of of, of the interest level, and, and I know that they they're really high on him. I, I, like I said, I'm excited. I I was really excited last year with Carly Jones. I mean, you're getting the, the all conference, the the you know the player of the year out of the conference from Bradford, who had a great career. I, I'm I'm just as excited for this one. And you know, he might not be the scorer that Carly Jones is, but he can do so many other things and impact the, the floor in so many different ways. And and if you can team Carly Jones and Jared West up for a season, you're putting three pit bulls on the floor. Yeah, I know it's only two players, but they're like a pit bull and a half of each one of them. And in the, in, from the clips that I've seen of Jared are, are similar in the ways to Carly, just different talent, just different skills, but the same kind of attitude. Um, I, I would be super, super excited if, if that comes to fruition. And like I said, that could, it could very well happen. Our guest, 
Jody Demling, he has covered Louisville for a long time and now the publisher of CardinalAuthority.com. And for Herd fans that maybe want to check out what he's saying about Jared West and what his writers are saying, uh, go to CardinalAuthority.com. And um, do I understand this right? For a month of coverage, dollar? Did I read that right? One dollar? Yep. Yep, that's what that's what that's what it is. Uh, uh, we do specials every now and then, and, but uh, but yeah, if you want to if you want to read up on Jared, we've uh, we've got a couple stories now, a, a, a commitment story and a reaction story, and then we'll have a Q and A in the morning, uh, you know, with him to kind of go through some more. And and Louisville's got some other look. They've got another spot open. Um, Noah Locke. Uh, we've got a story up right now. Coach Mack did a a, a virtual visit with Noah Locke, who's a knockdown three-point shooter from Florida. Uh, he averaged 11 points in three over three years for Florida. Um, if they could get a guy like that, or Rocket Watts, the kid from Michigan State, is uh, another elite-level guard. They need one more piece to the puzzle, in my opinion, uh, to to put them in the mix, and you know, for people talking about them to win the ACC championship next year. And look. The ACC is not going to be like it was this year. The ACC was down this year. So many guys went into the draft or into the portal or just graduated last, you know, last year. There's a lot of young guys, though, that are really, really talented, and a lot of the recruiting rankings have ACC teams at the top. The ACC is going to be loaded again next year, and I think Louisville is going to be right there uh, in the mix, and, and again, like I said, you throw Jared in there, and they've got one more spot that they need to fill uh, right now on the roster. And, and if they can do that and uh, and get them a, a, a shooter and uh, or perhaps you know a, a help on the inside, uh, then I think it really strengthens strengthens them. And uh, you know, Jared's talk about you know playing for a title and get getting to be in in the conversation. I think I think that comes. Uh, I think that probably comes with it, and uh, and I think that that can be that can happen next year. Jody, we appreciate your time today. Good luck with everything, and uh, we'll be checking out CardinalAuthority.com, and uh, can't wait to see what uh, what Louisville fans and you have to say about Jared. Jody Demling, we appreciate him for being on the program. We will wrap up the program. You got to pull that down sometimes, Nick. Jody Demling from CardinalAuthority.com. We will. Wrap up the program when we continue here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We are wrapping up today's edition. Paul Swan, your host here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Tomorrow's an off day. We get to sit back and enjoy Pirates baseball. It's opening day. So no show tomorrow. Unless there's a rain out, then we might come on here. Now we're taking the day off tomorrow. I'm taking the day off. Nick Verzellini, our producer, intern extraordinaire, taking the day off tomorrow, back on Friday. And hopefully we're talking about Marshall Volleyball. By the way, they're in the Conference USA Tournament. We can watch baseball tomorrow. We can watch volleyball tomorrow. And we've got some of the specialty awards out today from Conference USA. And first of all, Sarah Shank, she was named Libro of the Year. And Destiny Leon, Destiny Leon, 
I get that wrong every time. Let's start again. Uh, Destiny Leon chosen as Defensive Player of the Year. So congratulations to Sarah Shank being named the Libero of the Year and Destiny Leon chosen as a Defensive Player of the Year. And then Sierra DeBell named First Team All-Conference USA. That's the second consecutive season for her. And senior Sydney Lastumo, along with Shank and Leon, were selected second team All-Conference USA. I think DeBell got robbed. Player of the year, right? I think she got robbed just a little bit. So uh, congratulations. Congratulations to Sierra DeBell, to Destiny Leon, to Sarah Shank, and to Sydney Lastumo for their honors in Conference USA and Marshall Volleyball. Hey, I still think that DeBell, probably one of the best players in the league, she's named first team. That's a consolation prize to be sure, but I think she definitely had to be in the conversation for player of the year in Conference USA. That's going to do it for this edition for our producer extraordinaire. See, you've been promoted. Nick Verzellini, I appreciate his help in putting this today together. He did a fantastic job. I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.